Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome into episode number 100. Yes, 100 of the Get Around Podcast. My name is Jake Adnip, here with my good, good friends and the foremost minds in northern Michigan, James Cook, the podfather, Brendan Queeley, joining us again, and 7 to 4 is Harrison Beebe. Thank you guys for... The foremost minds of what? It doesn't matter what. Just of this whatever room. we want. Yeah, the, the that four nobody knows smartest, where this room is. We are the four smartest people currently in this room, no doubt about that. We are the smartest people in the room. Yeah, absolutely. Now just who's the smartest out that of we'll smart. do, Well, that's what we're going to figure who's out. Who's the smartest out of everyone in this room? Yeah. I mean, I do have oh, a yeah, master's I degree. I say that right off time. Uh, I don't know what... That doesn't mean anything. That's just a piece of No, you're right. It doesn't mean I anything. I thought about and it hasn't, master's degree. And it hasn't helped me at all. I thought about it, too. It didn't, it didn't In my it. career, all it was like, you know what? Do you want to go further into debt? But you've that's, taught other people, right? That's I have proof. taught. Yeah, that's what I a have master's taught degree taught other people. Yeah, basically, you can... Do not make the same mistake. I... Uh, yes. <laughs> please, don't. I, yeah, day number one of <clears throat> class is uh, please drop this class and find an actual career. Yeah. Do you like money? Yes. <laughs> There's the door. <laughs> yeah. Don't, so, Brendan, don't pay for this one. Did you see this show go in 100 episodes when you started it up? I absolutely did. Okay, uh, then. I mean, Moving I guess on. my column was wrong. Why was your column wrong? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so I just put it in there. I was just like, I don't know that anybody really knew that we were going to you know, fall in love with this much. It was going to go this far. It was always going to be so much support. I wouldn't have started it, and I don't think that the, the brass here at the Record Eagle would have greenlit spending as much money as we have if they didn't believe in the product and so i i had never thought like oh this is something that's we'll do it a couple of times and then phone it in for the rest of the 97 episodes but uh no i yeah i had faith in this thing from the beginning that's why i mean like we've called it before it's my baby and my baby is now 100 episodes old well that's why i brought you back that's why I'm happy to be here. Graduation. But when I I've been I have been listening to this podcast so little. Off and on. <laughs> I'm so unimpressed I, with my job. I, I, You're I, an absentee I, father. I, I I am. I am here to pay uh, alimony, take you guys to the zoo for a little bit, and and then go back to to not listening. You're gonna send us. You're gonna send us five dollars on a birthday. I, yeah. <laughs> a little. So you guys have a nice little uh, blank uh, greeting card. It's just got an old five dollar bill in it. So you're but rich. yes, I have been uh, I have been busy with teacaps. Sorry, Harrison. What's up? No, it's it's good. I was gonna make a bad Ricky Bobby joke. Oh, okay. I did watch Channel Day this weekend. You're the home. guy. You're the dad who shows up and then I'm Reese Bobby. off the ticket. Yeah, I'm Reese Bobby. Hey, I got hands one. down, one hundred percent. Well, spe- he said call back. Here you go, sir. These have been waiting a long time for you. <laughs> I got one. I got one, two. Yeah, maybe we got it sitting Shoot. right. We got it sitting right in front of the uh, the middle of the table now. The uh, the first microphone that we had Piece when this trash. Was my, when this was the my, that's a little baby. Yeah, this was yeah. my evidence that I don't know that anybody thought this was going to go anywhere because this is what they gave us to start. See, this is what we should be. Well, not that's not true. They didn't it's even give they us that. that. I brought that, that in. Yeah, that was Brendan's. Yeah, I was. I had been. Using they didn't that. buy us they crap to start with. I had been. I had been using that for my previous podcasts. Well, I'm glad we upgraded. Yeah, me too. Because it was uh, the the audio was horrific. If you go back those first couple episodes, don't go back that far. Yeah, I mean it's kind of fun, but yeah, it's pretty bad. I think I, I think my first episode was episode 31, which 31. Enough, I thought it was 37. I think it was 31, which oddly enough, mine was episode was two. the episode that we had Traverse City Central's Olivia Fee being on for her softball interview, and we have her on 
today's show as well for episode 100. Should we introduce? Yeah, should we bring back the pod, pod the, stepfather? The, the long like, lost. Yeah. No, no, you mean I always love it when Harrison feels man. the urge to keep the show going. Strongest man. Is that what he was? Uh... Wait, let's call the Great Lakes seventeenth strongest man. That's what he was. Um, <clears throat> he came in seventeenth place. I don't know. Honestly, that's what happened. He won, he won an event. No, but I just know he didn't win. And he said there was a lot of big dudes there. There were. That was so. a creepy place. Are you calling him? Right. I am calling him. Mr. Summers, you are on the Get Around Podcast. Have you ever been on a podcast before? This your we're live? F- is this your first time? Yeah, we're, we're recording right now. I didn't get a heads up or anything. I feel so unprepared. We decided to not give you a heads up. We decided it was better to just call you and have it yeah, just transpire just spring organically. It on you. What are you wearing right now? Yeah. That, that sounds like you guys, a bunch of amateurs. Yeah, well, we... That ship's know. been sinking since you left, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we haven't gotten well, that. Well, it's good to hear from all of you. Did Harrison ask what I was wearing? Yeah, yes. he definitely yes. did. We uh, we're that's all. No, that's none of your damn business, Harrison. <laughs> well, we're just gonna we're just gonna stop until you say Wisconsin until you answer the question. We're just gonna stop until you answer the question. It's post November first. That means he's wearing his Wisconsin. I would bet twenty bucks there's something Wisconsin on some part of his body. Uh, you're you just lost twenty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, say, say hello to all the lovely listeners of episode 100. Brad. Audible viewers. You'd think after 100 episodes he'd get it right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I wrote it in my column. He did write it in his column. Hello, Audible viewers. So do you miss the? Uh, do you miss hosting? Is, yeah. Is, does every week go by and you're like, man, if only I was in that small room with three other guys. Small sauna. We got uh, trifecta today, uh, which is best moment you've seen in person at a game in northern Michigan, but... Uh, I want to scratch that for you right now and instead ask, what was your uh, was your favorite moment on the get around? Yeah, I just miss the uh, I, my favorite my favorite moments were just all the incessant laughter, all the stuff that our audible viewers didn't get to hear. I feel That's like we'd have so many more. I, I feel like we'd have so many more listeners if people could actually if they were present or could hear what really goes on in this podcast We would also studio. have much less jobs. We'd, we would have much less much jobs. Less, and much less sponsors. <laughs> yeah. Much less sponsors, yeah. Yeah, they wouldn't, they wouldn't pay us for that material. No, I don't think so. Somebody might. I mean, I got, I, 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 got in, I got in trouble once for talking about, you know, just a natural thing that happens <laughs> as you get older. The process. Yeah, and uh, I, got ta- I got brought in the office and read the Riot Act and had to go back and delete certain material from uh, an episode. So what do you got, what do you got planned today? Are you doing any uh, grocery shopping lately? What was the last uh, grocery you bought? These the are, last grocery yeah. I bought. Some Heinz. Heinz. Do you say it? Heinz? Heinz. 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 chicken gravy. Okay. Did you do that for somebody else or for you? Are you just drinking gravy now, Brett? No, that was for somebody else. <laughs> Is that that's your uh, is your daughter drinking gravy? Does she have a? Does your that's how you bulk up in Wisconsin. <laughs> you just drink gravy and eat cheese in Wisconsin. I mean, pretty much. <laughs> oh, and drink beer. I mean, maybe one fist for the gravy, one fist for the beer, and that's then right. you know cheese in between just to make sure you get some solids. Yeah, we are coming off. It was Brett's birthday yesterday, so. Yeah. It was. Yeah. That's why I brought you on, honestly. <laughs> the big, uh, how old, how old are you? Two nine. 30. 30. Yeah. Thir- oh, joined, you were 30? I joined you and Harrison on, uh, and James on the other side. Oh, my goodness. I had no idea that was 30. I, you, you look like such a young, spry man. 
So Harrison asked me this question. I'll, I'll pose the same question to you. Did you think this was a podcast that would make it to 100 episodes? I guess once we got rolling, it, I mean, why not? Of course it would last 100 episodes. But Brett, let's let's get you in on the trifecta. What was uh, the best moment you saw live at a game? I'm sure it's not the best, but one it's that just game. popped into my head yeah. as a play, not a not um, like a defining moment necessarily, but uh, I remember Traverse City Central at Traverse City West Basketball and Jackson Schreimeyer missed a free throw and apparently knew he was going to miss and took off from the free throw line and tip slammed the ball home while West watched. That was, uh, I mean, I've only seen that a couple times, like in the NBA. I'd never seen that in a high school game. I don't know if I'll ever see that again. That's one that's jumping out at me right now. So final words, Brett? Listen to the get around. That's my final word. Do it. Tell your friends. Jake will get you fed. (laughs) I'll get you fed! (laughs) All right, man, it was good to hear from you. <laughs> good to hear from you guys. All right, see you. Good night. Bye, Pod Stepfather. We got a big episode for you guys today. I uh, got plenty to talk about. Volleyball districts are on our doorstep. We have a couple of great interviews today. We brought in two different sets of volleyball players. Traverse City Central's Maggie McCrary and Olivia Feebing joined us. We have Cadillac volleyball players McKenna Bryant and Macy Brown, who stopped by on Friday before they got into districts as well. We're going to talk about everything uh, coming up this week in volleyball, including favorites, sleepers, and district roads, who we think is going to be able to get a district title. Uh, after we get through all that volleyball stuff, we will talk about last weekend and the future of the football playoffs before we get into our Hall of Fame and our trifecta after some state finals this past weekend, boys. This episode of The Get Around is sponsored by Jimmy John's with two locations in Traverse City. Order a tasty sandwich today with the Jimmy John's app. Freaky fresh, freaky fast, Jimmy John's, freak yeah. But speaking of our sponsors at Jimmy John's, they hooked us up with a little bit more to give away for episode number 100. Our sponsors over at Jimmy John's have hooked up to get around to give our Audible viewers a free mini Jimmy 12 pack that comes with six drinks and six cookies so you can get your entire family fed from episode 100 just by interacting with this podcast. Like, retweet, share, comment. But that is not the only thing. We're still doing our normal weekly giveaway of two free Jimmy John subs. Uh, Those will also be selected with somebody who is interacting on our podcast. But the big deal for episode number 100, so we can keep you involved, keep you up to date on everything that's happening in northern Michigan, both with the Get Around podcast and everything else going on in the sports world, we are going to be giving away a six-month subscription to the Record Eagle. Uh, That will be digital and print if you are... Uh, in one of our already our areas that are already delivered to, so make sure you interact with us today. This is the greatest giveaway of all time. We have several things to give Last away. Yeah, we're also going to have some Record Eagle swag, too. But Audible viewers, you have a shot to win all of this and more. But the other thing we're doing for episode 100 is we're going to retire the autograph board. Oh, bringing in a new one? Yeah, we're going to retire this one. We're going to donate it to the TC Patriot game, and they are going to auction it off for charity. That's awesome, man. I didn't know you guys were doing that. Speaking of all the giveaways that are happening this week, we have to get somebody fed from episode number 99. Got to keep up on our word, keep these giveaways going. And the winner from episode number 99 is Buckley resident Cindy Kitzmiller. So congratulations, Cindy. You are the latest winner off the Get Arounds Jimmy John's giveaway. You can still be entered in to win a six-month subscription, two free Jimmy John subs, or that mini Jimmy 12-pack among other things that have yet to be determined. (laughs) All right, well, that is going to lead us into our first interview of the day. Our first two volleyball players we are going to talk to on episode number 100 of the Get Around hail from Traverse City Central. Both seniors, middle hitter Maggie McCrary and libero Olivia Feebing joined us before they got into district playoffs. So let's go ahead and give that a listen now. 
We are very excited to welcome into the Get Around Podcast studios Traverse City Central Bible players Maggie McCrary and Olivia Feebing. Thank you so much for joining us for episode number 100 here at the Traverse City Record Eagle. Hey, thanks, thanks for having us. <laughs> I know, Olivia, you've been in the studio with us before. Uh, we kind of mentioned that was, seems like a long, long time ago. Like Maybe a year and a half. I know. Yeah, I mean, I think it was like episode 31 or 32. I honestly think the, I think the episode that you came on was like the second episode that I was here. Yeah, I remember you were yeah, just coming on. It was yeah. literally like the second episode that I had like just been on the podcast. So she she was she's been around on the get around just as long as I have. Yeah, is basically what we're we've at. only had a handful of people that have been on twice. Only I think it's I counted them yesterday because I was writing a little thing for it, and we've had a hundred and two different athletes, and I think oh. five different people have been on more than once, and it's yeah. usually for different sports. There's only one person who's been on twice for the same sport. That was Tobin. Yeah, and that was that was because Tobin. it was that was because we did the, the preview, and then we did, and then then we did player, the player of the year. year. So yeah. that was that was the only time that we had two. But welcome back. Thanks um, for yeah, having me. Yeah, and Maggie, <laughs> thank you so much for joining yeah, us. Yeah, thanks for inviting me here. Um, we have a lot to talk about today. Uh, there's obviously a lot of volleyball districts and everything, but we are going to get started off with our freaky fast five. So five rapid fire questions, just to kind of get to know you guys a little bit. That's a nod to our sponsor at Jimmy John's. Uh, James, you got to start it off last time. Go ahead and ask him about the. Uh, I guess the well, murder the same weapon. Questions? Yeah. Oh, oh no. yeah. What would you? What would your perfect murder weapon be, and why? This oh. is so intense. Okay. Oh. I mean, Halloween was yes. <laughs> it's Halloween, so you know. Oh. You know, I Close would go probably days. with just a gun. I guess. You go murder with the gun. Weapon? <laughs> I think maybe knives. I feel like that would be cool to be able to throw those well that and accurately. Cool. Yeah. Like a like a like a ninja like throwing. Yeah, stars. like get really good at that. You know, with the targets. I mm-hmm. can see it. I can see it. <laughs> I, uh, now, uh, this is one that I thought about today. But so, if you could, would you change your school mascot and colors, and what would they be to? Oh, I would change the yellow color. I don't know what it would be to, but I'm just not the biggest fan of the yellow. Yeah, sometimes it works, and sometimes it's like a mustard. It's if it's gold, right. it's okay. If it's mustard yellow, not, no. not good. Um, yeah, I like Trojans. It's pretty iconic in Traverse City. Yeah, I it like iconic. it. I like the tradition. I so, wouldn't change it. No, so you you stay black and yellow. Oh yeah. Or would you guys kind of well, make it like a nice gold? Like I would. I would. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but then black and gold, like gold, gold, I like St. Francis gold with black, maybe not. Yeah, so I don't know. I like so the tradition. We don't know. I like the tradition. Um, yeah, so maybe so I'll keep that. Succeed, I, don't know. I, I guess I thought that somebody might change it, but then again, like I wouldn't change any mascot that I've ever been a part well, of. Then they wouldn't be able to like, play the black and yellow song. Yeah, but do, do you guys kind of identify with that too? Yeah, at this point. yeah, yeah. Black and gold. yeah. See, see, that's how it is. <laughs> like, you ain't changing. <laughs> no. All right, so. Who is the best and worst singer on the team? Oh, that's pretty funny. Um, best, I would say, is Liv, actually. I mm. She's not going to agree to it, but she's definitely the best singer. I'm not a bad singer. Emma's pretty good. Emma's a good singer. Is she? Uh-huh. Oh, all right, Emma. Worst singer? <laughs> oh, no. I, I wouldn't say anyone's bad, although I really haven't heard anyone belt it no. out. No, no, there no, no. There has to be somebody who can. If, if they're the worst, that we doesn't mean that they're bad. Really gone. We just it just maybe really means gone that they're not out. the best on the team. Okay, if you're singing, what are you usually singing, Olivia? Definitely some, like, Ain't No Mountain High Enough. Okay. Like, with really, a partner. Okay. Yeah, with a partner, you have to do both parts. You need a duet. Are you, are you like, are you the guy or the girl when you're doing the duet? 
Either, either or. Okay. I have a friend, my friend Caitlin Emmett, and I like to do um yeah, like to do a duet to that one. Yeah, I don't some know. old, some <laughs> classics. Okay. Yeah. Old schools. I think everybody like to sing the old school. It's fun mm-hmm. to sing. Earth, yeah. Wind, and Fire. Oh, so good. Beautiful. Who's got the best nicknames on the team, or maybe even oh. just in school, who's got the best nickname? I we, call Mags Marge. Oh yeah, a lot of people call me Marge. I don't know why. I'm taking full credit for that one. Um. No, is is your full name Margaret? No, my full name is actually Madigan. Which Madigan. is why I call it's her Marge because it doesn't make sense. It's a story as to why I go by Maggie. <laughs> um, but yes, my full name is actually Madigan and not Margaret. Who else? We call Emma Oobmoob. Oobmoob. <laughs> You, it's like this thing where you replace the vowels with... Yeah, what is it? Pig Latin? With, no, I not Pig Latin. I don't know. That's like, just yeah. move the last... <laughs> pig Latin's moving the, la- the first letter to the end and adding an A at the end of it. Right? The first letter of the uh, word yeah. to the end and then you add an A at the end. I think that's how you speak Pig Latin. Yeah. You'd be like, <laughs> J. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Name. Then that's not that. No, we just do it like <laughs> O-O-B and then... So you put O-O-B... In place of each vowel, so for Emma it would be oob, and then two m's, and then oob. So oh. oob moob. <laughs> oob moob. Okay. And it's, that's know. her personality. She's so like goofy She's and fun goofy and, and yeah. Great. So that's her. Someone if you're on a computer and you did find a replace for every vowel, you just put oob. Yeah. Yep. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Not really exactly. sure where that. We called you cello for a while. Oh yeah, I used to play the cello back in my early high school days back in her prime she played the cello <laughs> so you, just, you were just cello yeah i would get like a kill or something and people would stand up on the bench and call me yay cello so <laughs> yay, cello. i don't was know that, was that a motivational tactic i guess i guess i don't know so piggybacking on the last one uh who is the the best and worst dancer on the team maggie's the best dancer to watch like so, you're not a bad dancer. Bad. It's because I'm no, bad. No, she's not. A, and no, like really awkward. No, it's not. No, it's not that it's bad. It's just fun. Funny to watch. to watch. People like to laugh at me. <laughs> <laughs> we I'm like kind to of, make... Yeah, I'm kind no. of just an awkward person. So no, she's not. She's amazing and beautiful, but it's fun. <laughs> Sophia, know. Sophia likes to dance. Sophia's good dancer. Oh, Joe's a good dancer. Joe is a good dancer. Yeah, so those would be my top. Mags. Joe and Sophia mm-hmm. yeah. would be my top. Yeah. Is anybody just not good? You know, I um, wouldn't say anyone's awful. I'm not a great dancer. <laughs> I'm. Would she dance? She dances. Yeah, I think it's fine. I think it's she fine. To... You just dance like no one's watching. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. That's why that... That that's usually when people. That's probably what you do. It's exact. So that's exactly why we love to watch Maggie dance. <laughs> All right, we got the last question. It doesn't have to be just volleyball. I know, obviously, and you, you do some other sports. <laughs> but what is like the the pump up song that you have to listen to before you hit the court, or uh, the one that you know has to be in your earbuds to get you hyped for what you're about to do? Caroline's good. We like Caroline. Is a classic from. It's been a classic freshman year. Freshman year, yeah. Oh, we that. like. LA Love, we will. Mags oh, yeah. and I like that one. What's that? that? Um, oh, it's um, Fergie. Yeah, or is, Fergie. Yeah, yeah, it's Fergie. Fergie, Fergie okay. lo- love Fergie. <laughs> you Some know, Kanye. Kanye. Yeah. I like Kanye. We play, what's the one? The new Drake song, Money in the Grave. Mm-hmm. We like to play that one a lot yeah. for our warm ups. It changes. It changes. Okay. It's a lot of the girls are into TikTok songs. So, like. Do you know what that is? Have you heard that? No, I like girls mention that too. Yeah. (laughs) It's like a social media. Well, I know TikTok is. I know what it is, but what what, what is like a TikTok song like? Ask me. It's like people like make videos go viral and then the songs that 
go viral like other people make videos of so with then the same song yeah with the same song so then songs get stuck in people's heads okay so i don't know it's so it's it's just it's just the song of the moment almost. yeah kind of okay yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, back in my day, we had Vine. I don't know yeah. if you guys remember that. <laughs> yeah. Like, that was, like, the original TikTok. Back in it your day. Like, <laughs> yeah. well, like, that, that was when I was in high school. Like, that's when Vine came out and, like, declined. It was only a couple <laughs> years. Yeah, but, like, I know. That's where, like, the whole viral video thing exactly. really started, yeah. if mm-hmm. you ask me. I mean, half the people who are YouTube stars now all, like, actually started on Vine. Yeah. And I don't know how... Can you do, like, longer than six-second videos on I think TikTok? it's, like, a minute. I think the max is a minute. Yeah, it's a lot Or maybe longer. it's, like, 30 seconds. It's longer. I think it's 40, 45? 40 or 45? Well, maybe maybe we like have... That. Maybe the Record Eagle Sports Department has to get a TikTok <laughs> to get to the new oh, generation. Oh, that would be sweet. Uh, Everyone comes in and makes a TikTok, and then... That'd be cool. Maybe That'd be like, cool. when yeah, half people come in... We could have uh, each guest do a, do a TikTok. Do a dance. Oh, yeah. That would be good. Look at we got new new ideas. We turn a hundred <laughs> years old and we're only getting younger. No. <laughs> All right. So that was the that was the freaky fast five. We do have plenty more to talk about today. Uh, obviously, regular season is over with. You guys are kind of taking the weekend here, and then districts are going to be uh, going to be staring down the barrel. First of all, let's talk about your season. Let's talk about. You know, it came down to that last couple games to see if you guys were going to have that big North Conference. Only had a couple losses in the conference, mm-hmm. and, you know, Cadillac was that was that <laughs> team that was able to take you guys down, but you exacted some revenge at, at some point. I mean, what does it mean to you guys, um, you know, especially in your senior year, getting up there and, you know, pushing into the playoffs, making a run for that conference title even though you didn't quite get it? Um, I would say, first of all, just we didn't lose a single conference match on our home court which I thought was very, I guess, impressive of us to do. And it was just fun to beat some teams, especially Cadillac and West, teams that we've had trouble with in the past and are good teams on our own home court. So that was fun. Yeah, I've never beaten Cadillac. Yeah. Except for senior year, which is pretty cool. Um, we would have liked to have seen a conference win mm-hmm. or a conference championship, but I think we're proud of ourselves, and this is a big improvement for our program. So we're hoping in the future they can – kind of continue where we left off so yeah. so yeah so you guys mad at west for not being able to pull that match out and, and, and get mean, you guys a share of the, the league title would have been nice but. <laughs> come on west come on now that's okay but i'm sure you have to sit there and be like you know all we had to do is win that one more game yeah, yeah. And then, then, it, then you wouldn't have to worry about anybody else but yeah um i know we've we kind of had the same combination of girls from Cadillac in here, you know, with a defensive maven and somebody who's who's really good on offense. I kind of want to talk about how you guys have separated those roles on the Trojans and how you guys kind of fit into those. How, how have you fell into being that defensive superstar? And, I mean, I know height does something to do with it, but uh, you obviously started at a young age and have gotten better from there. So yeah. how have you guys both progressed through your volleyball careers to where you are now? Um, well, I used to be a hitter back in the day. I think everyone did, but... I'm obviously not quite Maggie's height, so that's kind of how I got, not quite, just a foot or two, just kidding, but yeah, just like, I think just kind of diving for every ball, and that's kind of defense, is just getting on the floor, and you don't have to be an offensive powerhouse, and hit the ball on the ground, but you just have to kind of run and hustle and whatever so that's just kind of what I've done and I like my role on the team I like pumping the big guys up I'm on mags are big guys um so that's fun for me I think as an offensive player I had to learn how to not give up 
like a lot of times when I was younger, I would get blocked or I'd hit the ball out of bounds and I would get upset with myself. And I think as I've grown up, I've learned to kind of get over that and just like go on, move on to the next point. And then just like, for me, it almost helps to like get mad at the, not at the other team, but like get mad. And then that helps me kind of hit the ball harder. Okay. Just get, um, just get mad at the yeah. ball. So yeah, you kind of get mad at the ball, kind of get mad at, not at my teammates, obviously, but just mad at life, just mad at life I guess, <laughs> yeah. Um, that helps me hit the ball harder and makes me more aggressive when I'm on the court. Just, so. just find something in there to yeah. kind of like just yeah. end up the aggression. Yeah. And that's different for me too because like playing defense, you can't, you're like mad, but you don't have any control yeah. over yeah. like scoring points. Yeah. So that's like interesting. I don't know, a different. So like I try to pump Mags up when <laughs> I, like I like go to Mags and I'm like, girl, just get pissed She'll go to me and like, like get blacked and she'll say, don't let her block you. Yeah. And then like, like yeah, don't let her no beat way. you. Like, yeah, and then you go and get a big kill. So you that's cool. She, you think she got something on you now? Uh, you know, I've seen I've seen you play a few sports, and you, I feel like you kind of had the have that gritty, you know, grinded out type of play style. Um, in softball, when when you're pitching, you know, I've seen you on the mound, and you kind of have that that zone in. Like I'm just gonna take you down. Do you think that's the same thing when you're you know being a defensive libero when you're back there, kind of just reacting to what everybody else is doing? Yeah, I think sometimes. I definitely have to make a conscious effort. Like, it can be easy, like, oh, I'm just going to stand here and, like, hope the ball gets hit at me. But it's like, nah, I got to, like, tell myself to just go after whatever. So, yeah, I do think I there's a similarity in pitching, especially, like, having control over the play. And then the same as, like, defense. Like, every ball's mine. So that's cool. Oh, wow. So, I mean, libero is technically still kind of like a new yeah a new thing mm-hmm. um do you think that that's helped the flow of the game in volleyball or do you think that it's you know kind of made it all on somebody's shoulders i don't know what, yeah, what do you think it's done for it the game, definitely doesn't feel all on my shoulders like the girls next to me in the back row like i have just as much confidence in them as i do in myself especially on our team but it is cool like if you think about maggie specializes at like getting kills in the front row but unfortunately, the way volleyball is, she can't be in the front row at the time. So that's cool like to have someone in the back row who specializes in, in defense to be in the back row all the time. So I think that that helps, um, and it makes rotations easier. Um, so that's cool. It allows you to do more things with your rotation than, than normal and put some different people in different spots. So, How much of the time do you come out when you're in the back row, or do you stay in? Um, recently, I've been playing all the way around. So I, mm-hmm. we switched up our rotation. So usually the libero goes in the back row for middles, but we switched it up. So the libero goes back row for someone different than me. So then I'll play all the way around, but it works mm-hmm. out perfectly. So yeah, it works out. Yeah. How much more difficult is it to uh, to get a kill from the back row? Oh, it's a lot harder. You know, <laughs> I've <laughs> re- I really haven't played back row much since up up to the season so I'm not used to hitting from the back row I'm also not I'm also not used to hitting most in the back row yeah and there's a lot of restrictions when you're in the back row as to where you can hit from right yeah you guys stay behind the line yeah I have to stay behind the line and I'm also used to hitting quick ball when I'm in the front row which is like a shorter set so I don't have much time to think when I swing so it's a lot easier for me but when I'm in the back row the ball's a lot higher so I have a lot more time to approach and hit the ball so sometimes it 
is a lot more room for error. <laughs> overthinking. Job, yeah, though. overthinking, more room for error. Yeah. So, so yeah. you think you're better off just kind of like reacting and trusting the muscle memory, trusting you yeah. know, what you're going to yeah. do? Yeah, and I'm used to it because I've been doing it for so many years. It's a different position, but I'd like it, and I'm getting better at it as mm-hmm. I'm playing it more. So. so to hit from the back row, you have to your feet just have to be behind the line when you leave the ground, right? So you can jump forward kind of? I believe so, yes. Yes, so they've been leading me as a set. Annie has been leading me, so she puts it right on the line. So as long as I jump before the line, I should be good. So she's, we're almost turning it into like a middle kind of court thing. So it's not as far back as it normally is. And it's also, I mean, obviously not in the front row, but it's very close. So it's a Mm -hmm. lot easier for me to hit. So so even though you're tall, how much do you work on your vertical? um, Trying to get to be able to jump higher and higher and higher? Um, well, I am in the weight room um, every day for school. So um, Coach Glee, the weight coach, helps me a lot with that. So squatting, um, we do a lot of plyometrics, which is like working on jumping. And we have this thing called Vertimax, which is literally built for working on your vertical. So there's a lot of stuff that we do in the weight room that helps out with working on your vertical. Coach Glee's awesome. Yeah, Coach Glee's real yeah, one. Guys, like, He's a real are, one. Yeah. Like the weight room a lot. I do. Oh, yeah, our weight I like, awesome. Our weight program is great. Yeah, it is pretty. I know, I've, I've, I've seen it. It's I've, great. I've seen the weight it's room. Impressive. It's impressive. Yeah, yeah it's, I was never in a weight room that size until I went to Traverse City Central's weight room, so. Yeah. So you're going to Miami of Ohio. I am. Who, who has the, the nicest uh, weight room, Miami of Ohio or, oh, or TC Central? Don't ask me to <laughs> answer that. <laughs> um, you know, they're, I think they're actually building a new weight room at Miami right now. Just I would for say you? No. Uh, <laughs> I would. Just for Max. Just for me, me only. Um no, I think right now I would actually almost say our high school, but I also I really like I mean it's almost the same size as both. So I think I would say they're equal, but I've only been in Miami's once. So I'd say you're probably pretty used to all the machines. Yeah, I'm also very everything. used to our school, so Let's talk about playoffs a little bit. You're you're there on the barrel districts. You've known your matchup for a little while now, but you you guys just finish a regular season. Does it feel like you guys are flipping a different switch or how does the mental uh, preparedness change when you get into the playoff realm? You know, it's more of kind of like one and done. When we're in conference, it's kind of like, oh, if we lose, we still have another game to play. But especially senior year and it's if you lose, you're done. So it's kind of like, it's more, I don't know, demanding, I would say. And I think the mentality is more like, we need this game, we need it now Mm -hmm. kind of thing. So. Exactly. I still feel confident. Yeah. I think we definitely have a confidence. And as far as practice right now, it doesn't feel like stressed or like we're nervous about it. But I think it's like, okay, we have a job to do and we're going to do it. And we need to do it now. Yeah. yeah. And it's fun. Like this it's mentality fun. is fun. I like that. Like going to playoffs, do or die kind of. Do you like this? Do you guys like the pressure? I do. It's kind of like we actually play this game called dig or die and it's kind of the same. It's like. Yeah you dig the ball up or you lose all your points. So it's kind of like you win a game or you're done kind of thing. So you almost have to be perfect to win Not perfect. But almost. Yeah, all you have to do is get a touch. So it's like if we do our job, if we do our job and play how we can and all of our pieces come together like they can, then we get it done. But if that doesn't come together, it's a little bit different. So, but I'm confident in this team. I am too. So, yeah. I think we'll go far. Now, what is it like to play for uh, Coach Jen Wright? I know I've talked to her several times. She she seems like, you know, she seems like she isn't crazy intense as some of the coaches that I've seen out here. Is that a misconception on my part, or how, what is it like playing uh, for her? 
Coach Jen, I wouldn't say she's not intense. I would just say she's quieter than most coaches, but she's intense in her quietness, I guess I would yeah, say. Yeah, she's competitive. She's competitive. She likes to win. Yep. And she will get on you, which is good. It's what you need in a coach. But yeah, she is she does seem quieter from the outside. Yeah. But she's intense. But with I, us, which yeah, is good. I would she say pushes it's us. almost a mis- misconception because I think she's still pushing us to get every point, every ball. And when we don't, she's there to tell she's us. Honest, yeah, <laughs> so. she, could she? Is it? Is it like during games she can almost just like hit you with a look and you know? Oh yeah, she does is. this little clap thing where if, oh, like, yeah. if we she's bending down and she's clapping, then you know that she's not happy. But if she's standing up and she's clapping, <laughs> then it's a good thing. <laughs> so <laughs> good. so you really have to pay, yeah, attention, pay attention to the body to the, language. The, yeah, the body language and the movements. Yeah. It's good. It's good. She knows it, though. She knows it. We talk to her about it all the time. <laughs> you guys had the, the ABCD quad the other day. How uh, how do you do? You think that Kingsley and St. Francis and and uh, Leland could play in the Big North Conference and be competitive in volleyball? I do. I do. I think all those programs are are good programs with good coaches and, yeah, have a good track record. It's always, whenever we play them, it's always a good matchup every time. And good players, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. good players and just All they know what program. they're doing. Yep. Yeah. Was it was it weird playing against Coach Nansen? It was. It <laughs> yeah, was, it was weird. It was weird, but it was fun. It I'm was happy matchup, for her. So. When you do things like the ABCD quad, when there are programs like that, do you guys still kind of wa- look at it as, you know, that you guys are the biggest school or, you know, everybody kind of is looking up at you? Or do you kind of come in and say, like, you know, it, or how do you look at it, I guess, is the way I should put it. I kind of think, I kind of go in thinking, oh, we're all equal and we all have an equal chance of winning. And so that kind of puts me in a mentality of, it's like I'm confident that we're a good team, but I'm also not overconfident to the point where, like, I'm not going to try as hard. Do you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, it's almost like we, I need to go in thinking that we're all equal because everyone always has an equal chance of winning. Yeah. So. And historically, like my freshman year, we struggled. Yeah a lot against those teams so I think we've made a lot of progress in our program's growth to be able to come in there feeling like we just have we have as good of a chance as anyone to to win so now it's kind of changing where it's it's that equal but it's also like okay we are the big school Mm -hmm. let's get our job done and whatever yeah you guys are trying to push that tie yeah yeah um, but when you talk about that ABCD quad, that happens every year, you know, right here at the very end, right before you get into playoffs. No matter what division any of those schools are from, what do you think competition like that does for you going into the postseason? Um, I would say, like, because all of those schools are so close to us proximity-wise, like, it's really competitive because we want to beat them because they're close. We know the girls. We know We've that. played with those girls. They're, the they're friends. Yeah. Up. Yep. So I would say it almost pushes us to be more competitive going into playoff. Yeah, I agree. I would say it makes us more competitive. Weird question. Mm-hmm. How how good of a volleyball player would your brother have made? <laughs> oh, God. Um, <laughs> I don't know. You know, he's 6'9", so he... <laughs> he is a big guy. He doesn't even really have to jump to get the ball over the net. He is not the fastest I've ever seen. So that could hurt him. But, I mean, height is a big advantage when you're at the net. How tall is the volleyball net, like, to the top I of the net? I think it's, like, seven foot. That's or, like, no, it's I not. I have no, no idea. Not. I don't so know, like if, actually. So, like, in the middle, if it was a little saggy, you'd probably, like, oh, yeah. eye line. He I would mean, definitely just... I mean, when I put my arm up, my hand's over the net. 
So if he puts his arm up, and I'm six one, so if he puts his arm up, you could probably like honey dip over the yeah. Middle. So I don't, I don't know. Basically, we're teaching Ben how to play volleyball. Did you guys know? Yeah, like we're training him into a Yeah, exactly. How big is a volleyball court? Do you know the dimensions, like each side. I know that you can land a helicopter in half of the court. Uh, that's like a statistic thing that I'm always told. Um, <laughs> what is it? Is it? It's. I think it's nine hundred square feet. Is that a lot? <laughs> is that too? Many? I don't know what. Th- it's is it thirty than by my apartment? No. Six sixty by thirty on one side. I honestly it's have so no bad idea. This I is embarrassing. Know. Maybe we'll just um, we'll cut this part out. Is that what you're? Or no, do? no, leave it in. But just know that Mags and I. All I know is that you can land a helicopter. (laughs) Because when coaches want you to serve, they tell you, oh, you should be able to make it because if you can land a helicopter in it, you can land a ball on the court. So, Anyways, Maggie, Olivia, thank you guys so much for coming and joining us for episode number 100 of The Get Around. It was so much fun to have you here, and good luck moving into the districts. Thank Thank you. That interview brought to you by Jimmy John's with two locations in Traverse City. Freaky Fresh, Freaky Fast, Jimmy John's, Freak Yeah. Thank you once again to Maggie McCrary and Olivia Feebing for joining us for episode number 100, our centennial episode of the Get Around. And as time may tell, volleyball districts are upon us. We just got done talking with uh, the, the Trojans about it, guys. But we have plenty of other teams Really, all the other teams uh, starting here on Monday or Tuesday and getting their district schedules uh, under wraps. We have a few teams that we're going to talk about here. Uh, first, I want to go through a couple little segments. We're going to talk about some favorites. We're going to talk about some sleepers. And then we're going to talk about uh, who has the best road or the, hard, the easiest or the hardest road to get to a district uh, title. So, fellas, a couple teams that we've already talked about and one that we will talk to here just in a little while from Cadillac. Um, I think they might have to be a couple of our favorites, but... We know that 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 matchup that happens uh, later in the playoffs is is going to be a bit tough. But Kingsley and Cadillac, who do you think is the favorite to come out of Division Two? Yeah, I mean that was the uh, big meeting in the regional final a year ago, and I mean we were hyped up on the podcast for like two years before that was uh, Kingsley versus Cadillac. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm going to be really upset if we don't get it again this year. But the Stags finally winning it a year ago. And uh, James and I caught caught them in action in the uh, ABCD quad last week, and they looked. I mean, they look just as good and comfortable on the floor as they did last year, and that's without a Jessica Leffler that I know was a huge part of them beating Cadillac a year ago. So I would give them the edge, but I know we got some Cadillac viewers, audible viewers listening in for their interview later. I I don't want to say Cadillac isn't worthy of beating them too. I've seen them look impressive as well. So I'm the one sitting here hoping there's a rematch and, and we get the best of the best in that regional final. Yeah, I think if, if Austin Deweese's injury doesn't get better and she's not um, 100%, um, that really, really hurts Kingsley's chances in this. Otherwise, it's a pretty even game, I think. But we saw at the Boyne City Invitational this weekend that without her, uh, you know, Boyne City gave them a good run, and they just barely got by Boyne City, which is a team that they had beaten pretty well in other matchups. And they play them on the day this is recording. Yeah, tonight. they play them tonight. So that game will be in the books. Um, in Cadillac's district, I mean, they've got to play the winner of Ludington Big Rapids. You know, I mean, that won't be the easiest or anything, but I don't see that that being a loss. And then, then they get the other uh, half of the district is Benzie, Manistee, Reed City. The same deal. I don't. You know, I think that Cadillac comes out of that district pretty comfortably. And but but if these two teams are to match up, if it's without Austin Deweese, I do think that Cadillac's the favorite too. 
Oh, if, if, if Austin Deweese is not playing, but Cadillac is absolutely the favorite. Didn't Cadillac and Kingsley play here in the late season? They played at a tournament at one point this season. And Cadillac beat Kingsley. And Cadillac beat him. And so with with Deweese playing. With Deweese playing. So that that's yeah. the other thing is, I I mean we had we had a couple these couple girls who were here from oh. here. Okemos beat T.C. West in soccer earlier in the season too. That's true. Well, yeah, of course, but <coughs> handily. Still, I'm just saying without Deweese. Yes, I that injury is a huge factor. Going if forward. Cadillac could have, if Cadillac beat Kingsley without Deweese. Or with Deweese, I don't see them losing to him without Deweese. So I actually think Cadillac is the favorite in that matchup, if that is how it goes. And we know we've seen her already miss a couple games. She won't be playing in that first-round district game tonight um, on Monday. So as long as they get past that Boynton City team, uh, we'll see from there. Now, here's a question. Who out of these two teams do you believe is a favorite to go back to the Final Four, Leland or Traverse City St. Francis? I'm going to go Leland again. I know we were kind of wondering what Leland team this was this year at the beginning of the year. Their record is not as spotless as it probably usually is, but as we've harped on before, their schedule's super loaded for a reason. Lori Glass wants to play uh, Division One, Division Two opponents early on to, to get them at their absolute best, to play the absolute best this time of year. So uh, I'm saying not a knock on St. Francis. They've got a lot of talented girls in that lineup as well, but I, I believe in Leland's system and and success this time of year a little more than St. Francis to give them the nod to go to Battle Creek, where I usually see them every year. Yeah, Leland's path there is a lot more manageable. They're, I mean, they'll cruise through districts. Uh, they you know, do. O- I look today. Onekama, they, they do Onekama, have a top five team that would meet them in the quarterfinals. Yeah, like Merrill. Yeah, uh, you know, Onekama is the team that could give them uh, maybe a little bit of a test in districts. Other than TC that, TC Christian in the regional. Yeah, probably a tough matchup. Well, um, but, but they've already beaten them. Oak Rapids has a different division. To give, to give St. Francis a run in the districts. Huh? Oak Rapids and St. Francis are, are in the same. We're talking district. about Leland. Right? Oh, we're talking about Leland. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I think that Leland's road is a lot easier. Uh, St. Francis has to get by Sutton's Bay. They have to get by Elk Rapids just to get out of the district. And those are both, you know, quality teams that have had a lot of success this season. So Yeah, and, I, and kind of like both what you guys said, I mean, I do think that Kaylin Poole is a very, very a big threat at the front of the net. But we saw uh, she was just sick this past weekend, and we saw that St. Francis had struggles yeah, without she missed, her. She missed the ABC, she missed the ABC quad, ABC. too, yeah. and, and so you could notice. A week-long week illness, you could notice the difference without Kaylin in the lineup. So it's almost like a Deweese situation that we kind of just talked about. If Kaylin's not in that lineup, I, it could be hard for them to even get a district title. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I, I'm on the same train with Leland. Right. So we kind of ta- we ta- kind of harped on this team a little bit uh, just to go because we talked about their district, but uh, we said... You know, Traverse City St. Francis is in a pretty tough district with North Bay, Elk Rapids, and Glen Lake, along with GT Academy, who has who has won some games this year. Uh, do we see any sleepers coming out of that if St. Francis isn't able uh, to make that district final? I think the uh, Elk Rapids North Bay what would be semifinal meeting in the district. Yeah, Thursday night. Bracket, I think that could be a, a, a very good preview of your district final if a St. Francis is performing a little under what's to be expected. I think both those teams are putting together very good seasons and probably not getting a lot of hype because neither of them are in the rankings, but uh, I think they're both capable of bringing home a district championship and they have a good opportunity with a, a decent field in front of them of teams they, they could beat if you know, the ball bounces their way. I think Oak Rapids only has five or six losses on the season. Were they? They were LMC runner-up. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I think Oak Rapids actually has a pretty good shot of winning this district, especially if Kalen Poole isn't back at 100. Uh, percent I think if we're looking mm-hmm. at anybody in the tournament to be a, a sleeper into a regional or a regional final, Elk Rapids is probably the one. Yeah, I'm going to be shocked if Sutton's Bay was in there too. 
Um, they've had a pretty quality season this this year. So, you know, I mean, there's three teams in this district that I wouldn't be shocked if they came out of this bracket. Yeah, we talked about Caitlin Poole from St. Francis, but, I mean, if you go over to North Bay with Grace Perriard, uh, with Laura Ingerson, Laura Hersey, um, they've all been doing good mm-hmm. things for them this year. Uh, Elk Rapids, Kenzie Huber has, has been huge for them. So mm-hmm. it depends on when they make their make their – uh, what's it, when they make their attack here in the districts. If that first round game uh, is going to be a warm up for the final, or if you know we're going to find out North Bay Elk Rapids if they're really going to battle it out in that semifinal. Now we got a couple teams I want to ask. We've uh, talked about one of them already. The other one we have not touched on yet. But do we think that Kingsley has the hardest road to get out of? I guess regionals, not just districts, but out of regionals because they will have to face that Cadillac team if they meet back up there. Yeah, I mean, they're they're going to get, I think they'll get a bit of a test from Boyne City in the districts. Other than that, you know, they've already beaten Kalkaska, Grayling, you know, Sheboygan and the Sioux, I don't think will be able to pull out a game against them. So I think they, they get through the districts pretty decently. And then they get, they just get to the regionals and then, it, you know, Cadillac is their boogeyman. And so last year was the first time they ever beat him in the playoffs. And Cadillac remembers that. But yeah, no, they definitely, uh, they're definitely, w- w- before we give too much away, they're definitely looking forward to a rematch with the Stags, especially mm-hmm. uh, in that point, even though they had already beat them once this year. But uh, one team we haven't talked about so far, what do you guys think about Traverse City Christian's chances at um, getting out of a district and possibly even winning an e- a regional title fairly easily? I like their district chances pretty good. They're in the Buckley district, um, but the way things line up, they would match up with Leland in the regional final. And I remember Emma Mirabelli's interview where uh, she talked about how they w- they want the chance to take on Leland and and give the best in the area in that division a go. And I've seen them play a couple times. Both teams play a couple times, and I think they're very well matched up against each other. Uh, TC Christian's played, roster might be a little smaller, you know, than Leland's in, in that aspect of like using rotational players and whatnot. But I think that the girls they do put on the floor are very competitive and very hungry. And I, for one, hope we get that uh, regional final in the Bear Lake Regional in Division Four. And I think they got a good shot. I think it's one of those to beat the Rick. To quote Rick Flair, "Beat the man, you gotta be the or be the man, you gotta beat the man." And so, I think that's what TC Christian wants with this season is to get by Leland and pick up a regional title. And, can't mm-hmm. wait to see if it happens. I can't remember which side of the, the regional they're on, but Bel Air will probably be in that regional as well. They would be on the Leland side. Leland side, okay. Yes. Okay. Who's your guys' favorite for the Final Four overall? Uh, before playoffs start, we got to make a pick. Who do we expect to be in Battle Creek? We've had one the last few years. Several, actually. Yeah, and the, the gimme answer is Leland, right? I mean, That's the gimme answer, but they are definitely a little different from years past. This feels like a, a change. They're still really good, but it feels mm-hmm. like kind of a trend. As you, as you brought up to me last week, mark them down for 2020 Battle Creek because they're returning pretty much everybody to yeah, next year's they team. Have, they only have one senior on the team. So yeah. I, I wouldn't be shocked to see them make it this year. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with the winner of the Kingsley Cadillac game, and if we're kind of in agreement if with an unhealthy DeWeese that it's Cadillac, I'm going to say the Vikings have a, a stacked enough team to get down there again, and that's going to be probably my, my – factoring in an injured DeWeese, if that's what we're all – Holding in on, I'm going to say Cadillac, I think, has got the best shot. And just, just mm-hmm. so everybody knows, we were even talking about an injury to Austin DeWeese. This past weekend, she had some sort of abdominal strain yeah. when they were playing at the tournament. So she went out early in that tournament. and At the ABCD quad. Or, or last yeah. week. So in the game against weekend. TC Central in the yeah, quad. Yeah, so it's been about a week, and she's not going to be playing in that first-round district game. So only time will tell when Kingsley does Maybe. get a, get a Dave Hall said back. she was questionable. He wasn't sure if she was going to be able to go Monday. Okay. Well, by the time but, this comes out, we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll, we already know. But who do you think? But, but yeah, I, well, I'm, I'll go with Leland still. 
you know, I, I, this is a little different Leland team in that, you know, they are pretty junior heavy. They only have the one senior. But the one thing that this Leland team has that I haven't seen any of these other Leland teams that go to the Final Four all the time has is they have legit blockers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, their defense before was never built upon blocking the ball. It was always steering the other team's shots into the defense rather than just actually blocking it. Now they have a couple of middle blockers in the middle <laughs> that, can, that can just reject the shot straight out. And that's something completely different that they've never had before. So maybe we'll, we'll see. Yeah. All right, well... As uh, as Harrison said, Cadillac has a pretty good shot of making it down to uh, Battle Creek this year. We had Macy Brown and McKenna Bryant join us uh, prior to their district matchups. So we're going to go ahead and listen to that interview now. The get-around is... Excited to welcome into the studio Cadillac volleyball players Macy Brown and McKenna Bryant. Thank you guys so much for making the long drive up before district playoffs start and joining us here at the Get-Around. Yeah, thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you. Of course, we have a loaded show and a lot of questions for you guys today. Uh, First time that we have anybody from Cadillac Volleyball on the show, so pretty excited. Um, We've talked a lot about you guys on this podcast over the last couple of years, so it's going to be cool to kind of get to know the inside of it a little bit. Uh, But we are going to start off with our Freaky Fast Five, so that's five rapid-fire questions, uh, just to kind of get to know you a little bit. That's a nod to our sponsor at Jimmy John's. James, you go ahead and uh, get us started. Uh, What would your perfect murder weapon be and why? Mine would have to be probably like a sledgehammer. Mm. Um, I don't know, maybe like a gun or something. <laughs> it's like the I only mean murder weapon I know. It's pretty. It's the easiest way <laughs> to go about it, probably. I mean, you ain't got to be hands-on at the very I least. I mean, I'm pretty strong, so I can handle a sledgehammer. Okay, okay. And that's pretty intimidating, actually. Now, Yeah, I, I imagine somebody comes at you with a sledgehammer, you're just like, you're pretty serious. I would run, actually. <laughs> I feel like you could run away from somebody with a sledgehammer, though, because it's, like, a little bit of extra weight, so, like, they're not going to be as fast as yeah. you. Yeah, but she's also on the track team. Yeah, and I've seen you <laughs> run on the basketball court. You're pretty quick, so. Sorry, Halloween's <laughs> over. Let's not talk about murder weapons. Next, here's, a, here's one I thought about on the way, is if you guys could change your school mascot in colors, what would it be to? I would change our colors to purple and black, but I think I'd like the Vikings still. I would change ours to probably gold and black. Gold and black. Stay with the Vikings? Stay with the Vikings. Okay. Uh, right, so who is the best and worst singer on the team? I would have to say I'm the best singer. Worst singer, probably Macy. Yeah, worst singer, I'm definitely going to have to go with myself. <laughs> so we got graced with the best and the worst yep. in the <laughs> I wouldn't say McKenna's the best. I would say I'm the best. <laughs> I might have to give it to... I'm the one who sings the most. Yeah, she okay. does sing the most. I don't well, know. I mean, what, what, what are you usually belting out? Probably some Whitney Houston. Or more of the, the 90s or the jams. 80s. Okay. TikTok songs. For sure. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. Who has the best nickname on the team? Her name's Angela Mo, and we just call her Mo, and that's it. Just Mo. Just, just Mo. Mo. <laughs> is that all the time or just the practice? All the time. All the time in school, yeah. everything? Like, everyone... I just calls her Mo. I don't think anyone ever calls her Angela or <laughs> Angie or anything. Okay, okay. I was thinking of sticking with the same thing and asking about and saying the best or worst dancer on the team. Probably our worst dancer would be Molly. Molly McKeever, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> she tries very hard, but yeah, it's, it's never not, good. <laughs> not good for her. How about mm-hmm. the best? 
we're all pretty bad. Yeah. I don't know if there is a <laughs> good out of any of that. I don't think there is. No, we're talking about you guys are singing in the locker room, you're dancing in the locker room. What is the best song to play while you guys are warming up or right before you're about to get started playing? What What's something that you want to have in your earbuds to get hyped up? Cha-cha. Yeah. Before every game, our whole team does the cha-cha. We all have to sing it and dance to it. Like the cha-cha slide? Yeah. yeah it's like tradition for a while the now. The whole thing? Yeah. yeah. Both verses. Like the well, DJ doesn't like cut off like... No, it's just it's kind of like part. acapella, and we all just sing it, Ooh. and then yeah. Oh, you so you guys know all the words. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that was a freaky fast five. We're gonna dive into some more questions about volleyball districts and the season as a whole. Obviously, you guys coming off a great se- a great season, winning the Big North Conference, only having one loss during your conference season, and you just wrapped that up a, cu- a couple of days ago. Um, before you get into districts, what does that uh, do for you guys going into the playoffs, knowing that you know you were the best in your conference and you're able to kind of uh, you know showcase that even against Traverse City West there just at the end of this week? I think it gives us like a lot of confidence going in because our conference is all Division One teams, where we're Division Two, so. We usually play harder teams in our conference than we'll see in districts and regionals. So, Yeah, and on the weekends when we go to tournaments, like we usually go to the tougher ones and play a lot of D1 schools. And this past weekend we played Lake Orion, and they were pretty tough. Yeah, they won the um, state championship last year for Division One. So, so are those all? Do you guys kind of like look at those as tune-up matches? Win or lose doesn't really make a difference. It's just something to kind of learn from. Well. Yeah. We always look to win, but, like, when we're playing them, it's just more we just have to try our hardest, and if we win, like, that's really good, and if not, like, at least we're learning from it. How much uh, are you guys looking forward to uh, the regional final and, and hoping that Kingsley gets there so that, uh, uh, you know, they, they ended that streak? Of, you guys had beat them for a long time last year, and uh, you're looking to start a new one? We're looking for a little bit of redemption this year. Yeah, for sure. We really want, like, Kingsley's probably the hardest team that we'll be seeing, but I want, like, I really want to play them just for revenge, you know. I want to beat them so bad. Sorry, <laughs> it, it didn't even matter if it would be in that regional final or anything. It's just, like, you guys want one more shot no matter what. Yeah, for sure. Now, what would it, now, now would it bring any solace if they were to fall before you met them? Would, would it be like, oh, well, it makes it a little bit easier? Or is it still like we want the toughest road, the toughest people to try and get to that uh, state title? Well, we played them earlier this season, like in the summer, and we beat them. So, like, we want to, like, just show them that hasn't changed. We're still here to play, and they won't get past us. Make it official. Yeah. yeah. And I wouldn't be like, what, like I wouldn't be devastated if they weren't, if we weren't to play them, because I mean they are a hard team, and you never know what they can bring. But I do want to play them for sure. I know there's uh, there's some there's some interesting matchups that happen in that uh, with you at the net, and you know Austin Deweese is is uh, good at the bat, and then I mean on defense having to having to take care of Brittany Bowman and a couple of those girls. When you guys, I, I we kind of can talk about offense and defense a, as you guys uh, split it up per se, um, starting off at the net. When you started playing at the front of the net, what was your mentality? And I know that you're pretty responsible for, for a lot of the, the offensive kills and uh, the net play. What has that um, changed since you've grown? For sure, like my freshman year, I was like 5'5 five, five or 5'6. Five, and now I'm 5'10, so that's changed a lot for me. Like Now I know like when I go up, I can swing through like super hard, and there's not a lot of people that can 
put a big enough block on me to, for it to stop me a lot. Whereas my freshman year, I would really have to focus on getting around that. So. Okay. Okay. So it, the, phys, <laughs> the physical part has kind of came along and that yeah. helped you. So, but did you feel like you were kind of there before, but that has kind of just put you on a different level? I don't know. I think I've grown a lot since I came to varsity. Like my coaches really helped me get in, got a lot better. So. And I mean, on defense, did you, I, were you in the libero position um, last year as well? Yes. Okay. So, I mean, you've been doing it for a while now. What does it mean to you to kind of uh, show people that, you know, this floor is, this floor is mine? I'd say probably just always be talking because since you're in the back, you see mostly everything better than everyone. So talking helps a lot when you're back there and especially when they listen. <laughs> is, is that ever an issue? Not really. But like it helps. Maybe at this point in the season it shouldn't no, be at the beginning. Wasn't. Maybe maybe in the beginning a little bit, but it's gotten a lot better. What are some things about volleyball that uh, that most people maybe don't get? Um, I know I know it's one of the sports where probably the people in the stands know the the least about the the technical aspects of it and stuff. What what, what is the most common misconceptions or things that, that people don't know? It's harder than they think. <laughs> Definitely, <laughs> it really is. I think a lot of people don't understand that you have to rotate because people always ask me, they're like, why aren't you just in the front row the whole time? Like, why can't I go up there while I'm in the back row? And they don't understand that you can't do that. Speaking of athleticism, I know you're a multi-sport athlete, multi-sport athlete. You guys both play basketball. Um, you play basketball as well. Yeah. Um, I know you guys were both on varsity last year. What do you think being a multi-sport athlete does for your abilities? And would you recommend doing more than one, two, three? I know that you do track as well. How does that kind of meld into your uh, lives? I think it helps a lot because when you're not just focusing on one sport, like it helps train like other parts of your muscles and it's not just like beating on one part of your body because that gets tiring. So I think being a multi-sport athlete is helpful. Yeah, I also think it's super helpful because not even that it like helps you train for other sports, which it does, it d gives you a break for sports. That way you don't get too tired of one sport or the other. And it helps with injuries a lot, so. Do you guys have a favorite? Yeah, I do. What is it? Volleyball, for Volleyball. sure. Mine's basketball. Basketball. Do you guys have any plans of um, moving forward with these into college? Is there, is there looks or anything that you're trying to do? Yeah, I'm looking at playing volleyball in college, but I'm a junior, so I'm just talking to school, seeing where I want to go right now. But I don't really have a plan or anything. Since I'm a senior, I'm looking around more um mainly just in the gliac i don't know i'm also looking at cmu as of right now too okay okay now speaking of basketball season uh you guys both volleyball and basketball it seems like you guys have been a part of some pretty deep playoff runs you guys have mm -hmm. made it far but never quite all the way um how much do you guys talk about uh the next step in your goals and how much do you guys kind of focus on those we always just look at the next game so we never really look too far forward. We obviously all want to go there, and we have plans to go there, and we expect ourselves to make it that far, but we're just really focused on the next game always. Yeah, for sure. I th we do focus on the next game a lot, but I think looking forward into, like, the future of what it could be helps us, like, push into, like, where we could go. Of course. Now, be, being a senior, uh, how much does, do you think that gives you a little bit of extra drive? I know this is the first sport for this year, but... 
I mean, do you kind of translate momentum between sports when, when you feel like, uh, you know, I had a really good volleyball season, here comes basketball, and does being a senior kind of add to that at all? Uh, yeah, for sure. I really want to go out with a bang this year. I want to get my numbers up on that wall for my class. I think it would be pretty memorable for me to be able to come back and see that up there and say I was a part of that. What's it like playing um, for Coach Bryans? I think she got, what, her 800th win, I think, this season not too long ago, right? I guess just really how it's like to play for a coach like that who's had a lot of success uh, uh, all at the same school, too. Uh, she's a great coach. She really contributes a lot, not only to the team, but like to the community as well. And it's nice to be able to have someone so dedicated to the team to want so much for us. Yeah, she's a really good coach and she, she's pretty intense in practices, which I think helps. I mean, it makes us better and it's been working for her, obviously, with 800 wins. So it's fun. We were talking before and you guys mentioned that the one thing you have to do in the off season is, uh, you have to do the timed runs. Yeah. Talk about talk a little bit about those and, and how more difficult they get every year. Oh, we love running the three mile every preseason. And you got to beat your time the next season. And I haven't had a problem with that, but Macy's got one more year, so yeah. we'll see how that goes for her. For sure. My freshman year, it was pretty easy, and I ran pretty slow. Like, I wasn't that, in that good of shape coming from eighth grade to being in high school. And then I beat it pretty easy my sophomore year, but my sophomore year I was more in shape. And this year I beat it, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to beat it next year. I pray. I ran pretty fast this year. <laughs> so do you, like, tell the freshmen when they're coming in, run really slow this Set year? Set the bar low. <laughs> <laughs> Make it easy on yourself yeah. in the future. Well, no, but you want to push yourself. That's the point. That's the point. I mean, what's your, what's your guys, you guys run three miles, that's for volleyball? Yeah. A three mile and a mile, right? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I don't be, think and you got to beat both? Mm-hmm. Or you have to redo it. Or is it is it like mm-hmm. two separate runs, or is it like do they just time you on the first mile, the three mile run? Two separate runs. Okay. It's the three mile on the last day of conditioning, and then the next morning we come back for practice and go the extra mile. So. Okay, mm-hmm. that makes sense. That makes sense. Now, uh, that's not something that probably a lot of people would think that coaches would have their players do for volleyball on a you know ten by ten court where you're not constantly running, but. Um, how much do you guys think stamina plays a role when you get down to that third, fourth, fifth set when you're playing volleyball? You definitely have to be in shape more than people think just because of the transitioning and the running around the court. Like, it's quick. People think that volleyball's like, I don't. I just think that people don't think it's very hard or, like, not a lot goes into it. But, like, you come to our practice, you see that a lot goes into it. Yeah. And if you're going into the fifth set, and we, I mean, we run a lot, so I think the teams that are tired or out of shape, it's really hard for them to keep going, whereas we're in shape and ready to play the fifth set. Is it it kind of about just, like, keeping your legs under and you still having a little bit of bounce left in your step after a long time? Yeah. And I think it has to do with, like, having a certain amount of mental toughness and, like, thinking, like, okay, 15 more points, we can do it here, like. Only three push. more miles. Only <laughs> three. Only the extra mile left. Now, we you guys did mention earlier uh, being one of the smaller schools in uh, the Big North Conference, even though you are one of the larger schools around here, um, in the Big North Conference, after Alpena, Traverse City Central, Traverse City West, you guys are down there. Um, how much do you guys think being in the Big North helps your, your playoff 
chances, not just in volleyball, but as a whole, as a school. Um, and, I mean, your, your football team got in there this year, 5-4 and four with playoff points because everybody's been pretty good. What do you think that does for you guys as a bit smaller school in a bigger conference? I think it puts us against better competition, and it helps us in the long run to, like, go against that better competition that we're going to see later in the tournament runs. Yeah, I agree with that. Now, uh, I, I know I see a lot of, you know, even when you go to state finals and stuff like that, a lot of volleyball players will just go down there to still watch. Um, same thing with basketball. How much do you guys do film on volleyball? Is that something that you guys watch? And how do you guys kind of translate what you see either on TV or, or when you're out at other matches into your own games? We just kind of place ourselves into, like, like say, because Macy's an outside hitter, like she'd put herself in the position of that outside hitter in like the defensive aspect of it too and would like we just put ourselves in their spot to see how well we would do yeah um our coach goes to most of like the teams we have to play games and she takes film and we're supposed to watch before we play that team and look for holes in their defense and that kind of stuff when when you guys look ahead to uh basketball like i said i think you guys won that district final last year you guys still made a pretty deep run have you guys talked about your guys' goals like that i know there's a few of you guys on the volleyball team um how much do you guys kind of hype yourselves up in your inner circles about what's to come i really would like to make a run to at least semifinals this year and i feel like it's set up pretty well for us Mainly want to go to semis because now it's back at the Breslin and it's no longer just down at Calvin. I think that's a better incentive. Yeah, I know a lot of the girls on the team uh, and me. We're kind of disappointed that we fell short last year and we felt like we could have beat them, so I think we want to go even farther this year. Especially since the team, team we lost to made it to the finals. Yeah, that which was a blow. So. <laughs> doesn't that always... Does that, does that kind of like... Does that have, I know like... Not when I'm playing, I don't know. Like, when you play and you get beat, it still sucks. But, like, when I'm, like, watching, say, the playoffs for, like, the Red Wings or something, and, like, they get beat by the Sharks, and then the Sharks win the Cup, I don't feel as bad because it's like, oh, we got beat by the best. But does that mean anything to you, like, when you're actually in the competition, or is it just like, no, we should have beat them anyways? It makes you feel like, oh, that could have been us. Yeah. That could have been us playing in that game, and... Kind of sad. <laughs> yeah, especially since they didn't like blow us out or anything. It was a pretty close game. Like, yeah. if we could have just played a little bit better, maybe that could have been us in the state championship. Mm-hmm. All right, ladies. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today uh, for episode number 100. It was very good to have you guys in here. So, Macy, McKenna, thank you. Good luck in districts, and hopefully, we'll be seeing you in regionals and beyond. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Another big thank you to McKenna Bryant and Macy Brown for joining us here for episode number 100 of The Get Around. That interview brought to you by Jimmy John's with two locations in Traverse City. Jimmy John's spends six hours slicing and baking every day to make you a 30-second sandwich. Freaky fresh, freaky fast, Jimmy John's. Freak yeah. That's going to take us into some football talk, guys. All done with the volleyball for today, but... We had first week of football playoffs go on last week. We had 14 different games and had about half of our teams uh, fall out of the playoffs in that first round. No, more, more, no, not quite half. I think it was what, five or six? We had 14 teams we, in, we I think about, five lost. We, okay, well, we had, we had some teams lose. We had some teams win. Uh, we're going to focus on the teams that won today, and we're going to play a little game of real or fake if that first round game is going to spell for what's to come or if 
they will be falling in this district final round. have a few different teams to talk about here. Uh, one big one, Charlevoix won their first playoff game in high school history. That's pretty big. They tried eight times beforehand, weren't able to do it, but they did it pretty uh, pretty handily. Beat Harbor Springs for the second week in a row. 32. 32-0. 32-0. Oh, yeah. 32-0, so even higher than I thought, but Charlevoix came back-to-back weeks, made a statement, and are now moving into a district final. Do we think that the Raiders have a, sh- a realistic shot at winning that district title? I think the Raiders are real, but I also think Iron Mountain is real. <laughs> so you're getting a team that, I'm not going to lie, I kind of thought they would have probably beaten Mancelona by a little bit more, but that shows the credit to, to Mancelona's toughness to make it a 40-8 to eight game and not have a running clock up there. I think the Mountaineers are, you know, usually a couple of those UP teams are on a warpath kind of, and Charlevoix at this point is, is playing with the house money scenario where they've done the th- one of their goals they probably really wanted, and at this point everything else is gravy. Hey, Brett. On top chicken of gravy. Chicken gravy on top I'm, of the season. I'm still, I'm still here. <laughs> so if the Raiders can do it, great. But Iron Mountain going up there is a, is a tough test, as we saw with Mancelona. Yeah, going up there and then coming off of a game like this where you've, done, you've accomplished something historic for and your school, yeah. is it, it, it's one of those things where it's, it's a prime game for a letdown. You know, it's, it's almost like the old days when Central and West played each other in Week 9, and then you make the playoffs and – they neither team plays yeah, very they well because they sp- this year and they still lost. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Empty and empty Thurlby Field on Friday night. Somebody That's just gonna be weird. Right. We had three games there at once. Now no games at all. All right. Next. Next team we gotta talk about. Now ten and zero Johannesburg Lewiston. They had the largest victory in Division Eight. Resounding. They had a shutout. What do you think about the Cardinals? They have again and again shown that. They are, uh, I think, head and shoulders above their competition as of right now. And they use head and shoulders shampoo, I think. They don't have any dandruff, is what Harrison's saying. Clean. I use Clean and, and pure. No flakes. Brett does not use head and shoulders. Brett doesn't, doesn't have a head and shoulders. He's bald. Mr. Clean. He's that's, what I was, that's what I'm saying. Uh, He's got great shoulders. He does a lot of work to, to really build up those shoulders. lift those shoulders. We talked about Joe Berg a lot last week. How we put them as locks for the first few weeks, and they play Beale City as we predicted. I think all of us would be shocked if they lost to Beale City, um, but we're going to learn a lot about them in the regional and semifinal rounds uh, in the next few weeks. But Joburg, very real and uh, very awesome, as we've seen through 10 weeks. Yeah, I mean, they, they've just got that running back duo um, of Huff and Finnerty that are just, just plowing up, putting huge numbers up every week. Um, you know, either one of them or both get 100 yards pretty routinely. And uh, I just think that they can uh, they take this one to, to Beale City. They've been adjusting to their opponents' defenses pretty well, too. When teams have tried to do some gimmicky things to, to stop that offense, they've, they've adjusted and changed their own stuff, too, and, and just continued to slaughter teams. And Mother Nature even dropped like six inches of snow on their home field before their game this past weekend, and they still had no issues uh taking care of business. Uh, one team that, James, you, you pointed out last week when we were on, on TV with Harrison on the Jimmy John Sports Corner, Cadillac beat Escanaba on Saturday and did it with a with a pure, like, exclamation point on the end of it. Um, do we think that they have a, you know, have a shot of surprising us even more than they already have? I think so. I mean, they've got a Sault Ste. Marie team that's pretty decent at 7-3, and three, but, you know, they took down one UP team already on the road. Why not go for another one? They play again on Saturday afternoon, so I think I think I think they can, can totally can pull this one off, and, and they'd be the the last Big North Conference team standing. 
right. And you know, Actually, they still are. <laughs> yeah, they already are. All right, one more one more game we just have to mention, because uh, you guys didn't kind of mention it is on Saturday, but Kingsley, number two Kingsley, is going to be playing number one Muskegon Oak Ridge this week. Kind of that way too early state championship game that we all hate to see. But uh, what can we expect out of that game, fellas? Fireworks. Well, well we all hate to see it, but you're going to get to see it probably because you're working Saturday. You've been promoted to Saturday. Yeah. I'll be there too, buddy. Second half. I'll be at a wedding. It's right, going to be so, a good game. Yeah, it is. I mean, one versus two, their offense is – obviously, Kingsley's offense is blistering. Uh, I honestly, I, I, think that, I think Kingsley's going to run away with the football game. Nobody's going to expect it. Run away is tough, but I, I, I think, think they're going to win. I think Kingsley is going to run away with that football game. I, th- I saw but the I adversity. Least, I've, been, I've, been, I've been following Muskegon Oak Ridge since the week before they played St. Francis. I've been following them on Twitter, and they do a pretty good job of live-tweeting games. They have had a lot of trouble getting out of getting out to a fast start early, and they have had trouble sealing drives at the end. And I think Kingsley will make them pay for it. Okay, if Kingsley scores once, twice early, they're not going to let them come back. I know this past week, whenever Kingsley put up forty points by halftime, and then played sixty of their players, and that's why the score looked the way that it did. Well, they were losing in the first quarter. Reed City, it it, Kingsley yes, scored once, and then Reed City responded and jumped out eight to six, and it was kind of similar to the the Grayling game. And uh, what's another game where they kind of were tied for a little while before pulling away? I can't think of it. But we, we've seen examples yeah, where that, Kingsley yeah, hung is just kind of hanging around, and then they flip the switch, and, yeah, there's no answer from the yeah, other team I, at all. And I can yeah. see that being this game as well. I just, because of the quality opponent, I don't know if I'm going to go blowout. But I'm not saying blowout, but I think I think that it's they will decisively turn, win. That's what I'm saying. It's going to turn into a two-possession game where Oak Ridge is constantly trying to make a big play or constantly trying to claw their way back, and then that's not mm-hmm. a place they want to. They have they have to beat Kingsley at their own game, basically, and jump exactly. out ahead. Yeah. But. Well, I mean, if you look at uh, common opponents, you have TC St. Francis with both of these schools. Kingsley kind of handily took it to St. Francis. That was 27 to. Six, six or seven, eight or yeah. something, you know, pretty much similar to the Glen Lake score against St. Francis. And Oak Ridge had to score with like a minute or two in, to go in the game at home to beat St. Francis. Well, that, well, that was the final game of the season, so St. Francis, well, it wasn't week two or three against St. Francis. But still, Kingsley has consistently shown that they have what it takes to beat teams like that. Uh, I'm excited for that game this coming week, so uh, make sure you keep a lookout for all of our coverage from there. Quick question on that game. I know Harrison's got to get going here, but if... Kingsley does pull off that and whatever you can say it's not an upset, but it's an upset of the number one ranked team. Does that make Tim Were one of the best head coaches in the state of Michigan right now? I don't know. That's a that's a loaded question, man. Well, that's the point of sports talk. It so makes him I would say it makes him the best up here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean within two years a lot of great within two years of them the being what, pretty much over? They were over. They were over for, for nine. You know, they yeah. No, they were one. They yeah. were one and nine, and then one, over nine. Yeah, they went. You know, over, but then in his first year, they what? They win two playoff games and play right with St. Francis in the third one, and then now they're just. I mean, now it's now I, they're, I, now I, they're I just the, merciless. I mean, I know the players play. I know it's it's on the players to do it, but there's something to be said for his oh, ability to coach. I know he's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I, I've said that and run a program. Times. There's, there's yeah. I mean, there, there's even when you watch Kingsley, there's times where you can just see. You can see like his brain in action while the game is going. You know what I'm saying? The way that it's it's going because he's pl- almost planned it that way. Um, you know, it's almost like he scripts like the first 12 plays of every drive, but that's obviously not possible. Uh, maybe the first 12 of the game or whatever, but it just seems like that where he already has that rolling. 
Um, the only reason I said that's a loaded question is because, man, there's a lot of t- there's a lot of school. It, it really does depend. I think longevity tells a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, there's a lot of coaches across that's the state I mean. that have been at the same teams for 20, 30 years. Yeah, I mean, that's and what I'm saying. Like, talk about, like, talk Wars like, got his one. I, I, Tim Moore wins the title this year. I will most definitely say yes. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll put him up there. Say, Give him two state like titles. Brogan and stuff from like Jackson, Lumen, Christie, like. I mean, we're talking about 26 years in a row, 17 state semifinalists. Like, I can't say that he's all the way up there just yet. But, yeah, discussion worthy. If if this game is enough of a blowout that they play 60 kids again. Yeah, Yeah, if they have enough to go play third string in the third quarter against the number one team, we'll we'll talk a little differently. But that is going to do it for our football game of real or faker. We're going to go into the Hall of Fame and nominate three more athletes on episode number 100 to put them into the most exclusive club in northern Michigan. The most exclusive part of the exclusive club, episode number 100, yes. Hall of oh, Fame. Man. So this mm-hmm. is a this is a big one. It's a big one. This kid is going to be talking about this through the hallways. Keeping it 100. Keeping it Top 100. of the resume, right on all those college applications. Mm-hmm. This is going to get you, you D1 recruited right here. The one where they called Brett and asked him what he picked up at the grocery store. Yeah, I was Hall of Fame that week. Well, before before we get too far into it, let's make our nominations. Let's give these kids the due that they deserve. James, I know you have somebody you're dying to nominate, especially because... Don't die, James. They're very, um, very relevant today. Yeah, I mean, Macy Brown had... Well, she's obviously one of our guests this week. But coincidentally, happened to break Cadillac's single-season kills record over the weekend after we had interviewed her, even. Um, she had 50 That's the get-around bump right there, baby. That is total get-around bump. She had 57 kills in one tournament that they won down in Central Montcalm. Uh, gives her 749 for the season. The old record in Cadillac was uh, 722 held by Abby DeWitt. So there's still plenty more so to go. That's some pretty good timing. There's still plenty more to go. Harrison? Yep. We got? Shout out to Traverse City West Soccer. Surprised we haven't mentioned them yet, but uh, playing tough in the state championship game for Division One against Troy Athens on Saturday. Went to the 95th minute tie before the defense in the let up a little and let up three goals in the final five minutes. It was a way closer game than that 4-1 to one final score indicated, but uh, a big part of the semifinal and final games was sophomore Colin Blackport, like Brock. Yeah, Brock. They call him Brock. They call him Brock. Big Brock. Out here on the get-around, I think it was, what, episode 97? Probably. Something around there. Maybe. P.K. Brock is what I'm going to call him today because he had a key one to get them on the board in the semifinal down 2 to nothing in a terrible weather game. And Saturday Mm -hmm. was even kind of more strange weather game. First half was rain and snow. Second half was sunny, and the field missed it up based on the temperature change so quickly. (laughs) It was insane to see. But uh, Blackport chipped in another P.K. to tie it, and and I thought those two were going to do a shootout until that – that one mistake kind of left the net open, and they punched in a few more. I was convinced we were going to have five PK shooters decide the state championship. The Division One state championship. Yeah, and Colin was a big part mm-hmm. of that, so he's my nod for uh, keeping the Titans' run going strong all the way to the final day. I think two of the four state championship games did go to PKs. Probably should have been three. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he looked right in that semifinal, too. Um, like you said, he got the PK goal. He set up another goal of theirs, and then he had another PK that the goalie blocked. Yeah, he, almost he, he chose right, you know, because they won the that game 50-50, anyways, but, but yeah, yeah, he was really worried that they weren't going to pull that game out in overtime, and that it was going to be his missed PK that was going to cost him. But oh, uh, but but then the Tony Gallegos scores in overtime. They win that one. That was that was a great game to come back from down 2-0 against the wind the entire second half. It's been a good playoff run for uh, Colin Blackboard. And TC West. Yeah, yeah. We did not really mention them, but congratulations to the Titans for, for making it all the way out there. Well, my nomination for this week is coming from Charlevoix. 
Cole Wright helped lead the Raiders to their first playoff victory. We talked about that a little bit earlier, uh, but on their home turf, one they won 32 to zero over Harbor Springs, and Cole Wright ran 19 times for 91 yards and scored three touchdowns. So obviously enough to put the Rams away and give the Raiders their first playoff victory. Fellas, we'll put it to a vote. Even though Brennan's still here, he's also not should we preface Hunter Jones is already in oh, yeah. the Get Around Hall of Fame, but he would most assurely have gotten in. With being an individual, only the second freshman in the Lower Peninsula Finals history to win a state championship. Harrison Beebe being the other. <laughs> I think I, I think I was 150th my <laughs> freshman year, so not quite. Ryan Shea of Central Lake is the uh, first freshman to do it, so both in our area. So very proud of that. But Anyone Jones, convincingly? 1545 in the D3 finals. He hit our he hit our over because last week we said our, our over was 20, 20 seconds. seconds. Whether we yeah, said 20 seconds or more. I know we all he said over. over we all said over. Yeah, yeah it was like 20, it was like 28 or something. All right, well we got to put it to a vote. We got Cole Wright, Macy Brown, and Colin Blackport. Who's getting the nod for episode 100? Brendan, we'll get you in on the boat. I'm going to go with Blackport. I was going to go with Brown. <laughs> yeah, go. I'm going to go with Brown. Get around bump. You can tie this one and maybe go to PKs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Colin, we need you. I'm going to go ahead and give it to our guest, Macy Brown. Season kills record at a program like Cadillac. Obviously, has had a lot of good players go through there. So, obviously, uh, Macy's having a fantastic season. I'm really glad that we were able to have her. Uh, sit down with us for episode number 100, um, along with McKenna Bryan from Cadillac. Congratulations to our guest and now the latest inductee into the most exclusive club in Northern Michigan, the Get Around Hall of Fame, Macy Brown from Cadillac. You are the one for episode number 100. Let's move into our final segment of the day, our trifecta, added with a little extra flavor from our podfather, Brendan Queeley. He's joining us. We're kind of back, even though he's been in the studio the whole time, and just surprisingly has been relatively quiet. So I'm, uh, I'm really surprised. He's behaving that that himself. That never happens. But uh, we talked about this at the beginning. We have already asked Brett. We've already uh, had some time to think about it. But yeah. for episode number 100, we wanted to reflect on some of the best moments that we've had covering sports in northern Michigan since all four of us have had plenty of those moments. I wanted to ask each of you guys, what is the one that resonates in your mind as the best moment, the best play, or, or even the best game that you've had the pleasure of witnessing? Buzzer beater to win a state championship. Powers North Central over Southfield Christian. That's not an area team. That's not an area team, I mean, but that is but a I pretty damn good one. But I was there. Yeah. I was there at, I mean, and, and that that'll kind of says it right there. I mean, yeah, it's not an area team, but of the moments, the trifecta says, what is it? Best moment you have seen in person at a game. That was a semifinal, in, by the way. In, that was a semifinal? Yeah, because they played Buckley in the final. Oh, that's right. They did yeah. play Buckley in the final. Wow, that was a uh, – wow, look at me. I was thinking that was uh, to win the whole shebang yeah, for the them. The bounced in, that was a semifinal. Yeah, but I still I still have to go with that one. Uh, and, and if not that, probably uh, Central Lake football winning the uh, eight-man title back in 2017 up at the uh, Superior Dome. Harrison, you're next. Uh, Jake's, and maybe I'll jump in on yours, that'll be my number one choice, but the other one I can't forget, and I wasn't even there for the whole game, I think you were, James. It was Francis like Boyne? No, it was, no? My, it was my first year covering sports full-time, and it was hockey regionals at Howe Arena, and TC West and the Bay Reps played, I think this was oh, 2014. Yeah. And it went to, I think, the third overtime, and it was like 10 o'clock. I had to go and get that stuff on air for 11 so I left and I kept following James Twitter whoever tweeted 
seven mm-hmm. overtimes in the opening round of high school hockey. It went final right before I went on air at 11.25, like three minutes before. And I said, yeah. this game just ended, and West won 2-1 to one in the seventh overtime of an opening round hockey game. That was, so it that wasn't was even a moment you saw in person. It wasn't. It well, was it was a, at the game. It was a tweet you saw it, from just was, No, 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 no. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. To see. I'm, not, I'm not ripping you for it. I'm saying that, that it was such a momentous moment. moment. <laughs> well, and the fact that it timed out right as I was going on air. I could Because I, I was prepared to say this one's still in overtime. That no, was awesome. Right? It lined up, and I was like, this one just went final, and it's seventh overtime, which I believe, if it's not a record, it's like the second it's, longest. It's the second longest game in Michigan history and like one of the top five yeah. in the country. And, this is the and again, I was there. Podcast. I was oh, there through the three overtimes, so I was, you know, hunkered down for a little bit, but I had to go, and... Yeah, it was just that. That's the cra- other crazy game I can think of. But Jake's, Jake's play is uh, probably going to be my number one as far as the madness behind it. And, and thank I, you for being and, so gracious. And I, and I think I was there though for the for the longest game in state history too, because that was I think in the at the final four, the year that TC Central was down there. Yeah, I think I heard about that one. That was Six. that was the Sault Ste. Marie hockey game, and I can't remember who it was that they were playing, but it went eight overtimes, and then after the eighth overtime, they just said this game is over. You're both state champions because <laughs> we have to play another game. So that was the longest game that had a finish. I remember having so little time to write that story. Because, oh man. The game was nuts. Yeah. All right, Jay, go ahead. Yeah, thank you for being so gracious as to letting me have this moment. But you have had quite a few more years of seeing really good moments up here than I have. So, uh, you know, last, this past March was just crazy for basketball. There seemed like there was. You, you in particular, got buzzer beaters like every night. Left and right. So, like, there's a bunch that stand out, but. I think when Jack Stefanski nailed that buzzer beater to win the regional title with 1.5 seconds left, bang. I mean, that's like, Bryce Drew-esque. Yep. Like, oh, it's totally. It's, it, was, it was seriously like, so, it was so improbable just because when you, were, when you were standing there, they threw the ball, but Connor Smith had to get the ball It was tied, over. but it was full court. Yeah, it was full court, and Connor Smith had to get the ball over to Jack. It was one and a half seconds left. You need point three seconds. He had to seconds. catch it in the air. Yes, he had to catch it in the air, tip it over, and have him enough time to catch and shoot. And it all worked out perfectly. I mean, sent them, and they ended up going all the way down to Breslin to the Final Four. So, like, that was that was a huge shot and a huge moment. Um, only by a sophomore at the time and Jack Stefanski, but, I mean, he, that wasn't the only big thing he did in the playoffs either. I no, he made a couple key free throws to get crossroads in the quarter. That was, that was another crazy moment when the lane violation gave him an extra free throw to send mm-hmm. it to overtime, and that was, that was crazy. But I think that's probably the... The one moment. I just remember talking to John Kiesel after that game. Leland's head coach, and he was just, you know, crushed um, beyond belief because it's like moments like that are just, that's what you live for, though, are those type of shots, those type of games. So, yeah, that one definitely sticks out in my mind. James? I guess I have to go back to that Boyne City-St. Francis football game. From two years ago? From Yeah, from two years ago, game nine. Both were undefeated, and Boyne's down by a couple of points late in the game, and they line up for a field goal, and the snap goes bad. I can't remember if it was a, the hold or the snap that wasn't that wasn't right. but I was listening to it on the radio. I was gone by that point, but I but, know what you're talking about. But the about. holder grabs the ball. They run the, you know, the, the fire drill play, and uh, he throws a pass for a touchdown pretty much as time expires to win that game and beat St. Francis. And, uh, I mean, that, that crowd at Boynton City was crazy that night. And then we thought we'd get a rematch, but Glen Lake beat them the next week. Yeah. When we almost had a cl- crazy finish on Friday when TC Central was down 
24 oh, wait, to nothing. Wait, three and a 27 half nothing with five minutes left. Yeah, no, and he made it 27 24. And that was another Twitter follow with, from James, I think, that I was like, are they really pulling this off? Because I had no highlights of Central to show from that game. Well, yeah, especially because it's three and a half quarters, there's nothing going on. Then it all turns up in the last second. But yeah, we've had some some pretty awesome moments up here. We've had some pretty awesome moments on this podcast. I mean, had several of us now, you know, go through and host. We've had. What, what did I count? We've had now, now, now this episode is over. We've had 105 different local athletes um, from 17 different schools on the podcast with us. We've put well over 130 people into the Get Around Hall of Fame. Doesn't really sound like it's that exclusive anymore, <laughs> but I mean that still is only about as big as our one of our smallest high schools out here. You know, that's still about the size. We put of an the, entire high school into the Get Around Hall of Fame in 100 episodes. Yeah. About a hundred, a, a whole well, high school. We put a whole, whole Charlevoix team. We put in a whole Charlevoix team one time. Yeah. And we've, yep. we, we've done a lot of retroactives where we've put in eight or nine. And a lot of the episode. Leland soccer team is on there. But, yeah, no, there's there's a lot of people who have made it either in or retroactively. You know, every state champion that we've had in the last couple of years has been into the, the get-around Hall of Fame. So um, mm-hmm. we do have a full list here. If anybody's interested, you know, we could... We could let you know. Uh, we were going to start posting them on the wall here in the studio. Get you informed. Yeah, get you informed uh, of everybody. <laughs> get who's, your mind uh, fed. Who's very who has the distinct pleasure of being enshrined in this sauna of a podcast studio. Um, we are retiring our board, as James mentioned, after episode number one hundred. So everybody who has signed it, thank you so much for coming into the get around and spending your time with us. As Take us out, Jake. <laughs> well, I figured you wanted to make your announcement before episode 100. Uh, oh, goodness. I mean, yeah, it's, it's all right. The show here, so real quick, you, uh, real quick announcement here. Uh, the Get Around is going to be getting a spinoff uh, featuring uh, dual hosts, myself and Harrison. It's going to be called the Get Around Film Study, and we're just going to be taking each episode. We're just going to go over and kind of break down one of the uh, iconic sports movies that are out there. Uh, we're going to start off, we're going to test the waters, we're going to do four episodes. Uh, we're not sure when these are going to be released, either December or possibly starting off uh, 2020. I'm going to try out four episodes, see how it goes. If the audience responds and likes it, we're going to bring it back for another season. No pressure. Yeah, no pressure. So, yeah, check them out. Check us out. Make sure to like, share, retweet, post a picture of your Halloween costume, your groceries, your backyard, the birds eating out of your feeder. This has been episode 100 of the Get Around Podcast. I am the pot father, Brendan Queeley. You guys have a good one. Well, following that abrupt exit by our pod father, Brendan Queeley, I guess that means it is time for us to end our extravagant episode number 100. Us here at the Get Around would like to thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting us, and thank you for your continued support. 100 episodes has been a blast, and everybody here at the Record Eagle and 74 is Harrison BB. Really appreciates you guys' support, so thank you for 100 episodes. With how this one went, I'm not sure we'll make it to 101, but I hope there's 100 more. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.